On Lincoln Live today, Lynn Johnson, head of the City Parks and Rec Department for the City of Lincoln. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Dale. Didn't we just have a summer conversation five minutes ago? (laughs) It just seems like summer. We talked about the excitement of opening up the swimming pools, the excitement of uh, the return to summer sports, the excitement of just getting out and having a somewhat normal summer. And now, that's all in our rearview mirror. It absolutely is. Yeah, like you say, it seems like as we start to approach school and kids go back to school, the, the switch flips and, and we switch yeah. to fall activities. All right. Well, a good first place to start. We associate summer with swimming. Outdoor swimming pools closed this past Sunday. How would you characterize the summer swimming season? Yeah, I would say we had a good year. Um, you know, we, we began not knowing whether we were going to have adequate staff to be able to, to open all nine pools. And I think, as the community probably knows, we were able to open all nine pools. We had reduced hours slightly because of lack of staffing, but we had a safe summer. We had a good summer. And I think the one change that people may see this year is normally we keep Star City Shores open on a reduced schedule, but for a couple weeks after school starts. And this year, because of lack of staffing, we are not doing that. But I'd like to remind people that uh, we have the free spray ground in Trago Park that will be open and operational uh, through uh, Labor Day weekend. And if people don't know, Trago Park is at 22nd and U Street, and there's playground equipment around the perimeter of that. There's a park shelter there, actually several park shelters there. And if people are looking for a place to go have fun and cool off in this hot weather, that's a great place to go do it. Yeah, we're in the 90s. We'll still be oh, yeah. in the 90s this week. So that's Trago Park, North 22nd and U, through the Labor Day weekend. Got some free party in the parks events coming up, Lynn. Yeah, we're looking forward to a couple of events. Um, people may know that uh, we have partnered with the Hub Cafe and the Lincoln Parks Foundation. This now will be our third year of offering local, fu- pardon me, local food and local music in Union Plaza at 21st and really Q Streets. And uh, the first of those events starts this year on Thursday, uh, August 26th. There will be live music, local food between 5.30 and 8.30 p.m. Uh, one addition this year is uh, we're going to have uh, there will be uh, local food trucks there in addition to the food that's available from the Hub Cafe. We are, because of, of where the COVID risk dial is at, we're encouraging everybody to wear masks except, if, pardon me, except when they're eating or drinking. And if people are interested in seeing the lineup of the local artists, they can go to uh, hubandsoul.com. Hubandsoul is all one word, dot com. And then at Sunken Gardens, Art in the Garden. Yeah, this is the ninth year that we've done this. Um, Several years ago, Noyes Gallery, a local art gallery that that works with a number of local artists, uh, they're located down at about, um, about 9th and O Street. Um, they approached us, and they were interested in doing a local art show in Sunken Gardens. And typically that's been either late August or early September. Uh, this year it will be Saturday, September 11th, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. There will be more than, than 50 local artists uh, uh, providing a, a wide variety of art uh, available for purchase. Um, it's great just to walk through the garden. I think there's a natural pairing between the, the, the flower plant, the display planting in Sunken Gardens, and this public art. And it's a free event. Um, certainly the, the public is, is encouraged to come walk through, meet with local artists, maybe purchase something. 
And if people are interested in more information about Art in the Garden, they can phone Noyes Gallery. Um, that number is 402-475-1061. Lynn Johnson with me on Lincoln Live today. And with the exit of summer, we welcome in fall, and that's a great time to plant trees. It absolutely is. Yeah, planting is a great time. Planting in the fall is a great time because it gives the, the trees' roots a chance to get established. Going into spring, they're stronger, and actually going into next summer is stronger. If people have, um, if, if maybe there was a street tree removed in front of their home, or maybe there is not a street tree in front of their home, uh, we offer free, no-cost uh, street tree planting permits and then uh, vouchers that have a value of $250. And people can take those vouchers to one of the local nurseries and, and purchase a tree for planting at that location. Kind of the process is if people want to call us or stop by our office, um, we can start that process. We'll have one of our arborists come out and take a look and make sure that the space that they're interested in planting a street tree is suitable for a tree, that it's wide enough and there aren't utilities or anything around or maybe uh, not uh, large uh, trees on, on the adjoining private property. Uh, they'll mark the location for the tree. Um, they'll also provide some guidance about some varieties that people might want to consider. We really let people um, identify the trees that they'd like to have planted. And then we want to remind people that if they're going to do their own planting, that we encourage them to call the diggers hotline just to check the locations of underground utilities uh, before they dig. And people can go to Nebraska 811 website to get more information about excuse me, having underground utilities marked. Now, to define where a street tree can be planted, that's between the curb and the sidewalk. We think of it as city property, uh, and, and I guess technically it is, but that's the space you're talking about for these trees. Yeah, that's exactly right. And there's, um, there's some areas of town where the space is pretty narrow. Um, ideally, that space between the curb and sidewalk would be eight foot wide to really be successful in having a tree grow and mature uh, over time. So if it's anything narrower than that, it's a little, sometimes we'll take a look at that and we may recommend that it's not a suitable location. Um, we do have the ability, if there's space, if the space between the curb and sidewalk is too narrow, and if there's space in the front yard, we can issue a voucher for planting a street tree on private property um, behind the sidewalk and then have that tree serve as a, a street tree. And at, th at that point, uh, the, the tree becomes a private tree. It's re the responsibility of the private property owner to manage if it's planted on private property. But we do have funding available to plant trees in that instance. How do you handle property that doesn't have a sidewalk? Typically, then, we're measuring back. Hmm. And uh, our arborists have uh, maps that tell them the width of the right-of-way. And so they're, they're checking the width of the right-of-way. And then um, if there's space, the trees can be planted in the right-of-way. And if not, like I say, we can issue vouchers for planting trees in the front yard just outside of the right-of-way. All right. So, again, call the diggers hotline. That's 811. Or you can fill out uh, the information uh, by just Googling diggers hotline and uh, fill it out online. But you need to do that or you might bump into cables or electrical, something that's underneath there. I do that all the time and when I'm planting on my property. So it's that's a good first step. How, much, <laughs> how many utilities are underground that we don't think yep. about? Yep. Uh, before we run out of time here, Lynn, I, I want you to bring up the uh, city council, including uh, some money in the budget for the next fiscal year to add a very important piece of equipment, outdoor play equipment, to existing playgrounds. 
Yeah, this, it, this started really as an email message from um, a mother who has a son who is on the autism spectrum, and she was looking for a place for him to swing, and, and she carbon copied or she copied some of the city council members into that conversation. And city council chair James Michael Bowers kind of picked up on this and started the conversation about could we, should we be considering adding additional adaptive play equipment to additional playgrounds or to, to other playgrounds throughout the community? We have one adaptive swing in the big playground in Antelope Park. And so um, as the city council was discussing kind of final tweaks to the budget last week, uh, they are proposing adding $100,000 uh, to the budget with the intent of identifying and then adding adaptive play equipment to playgrounds right now we're thinking it'd be one in each quadrant of the city but that's something we need to work through and i think the important part of this is that we want to engage the community in this process so this fall we'll be reaching out to the community um, particularly people who who are families who have family members with special needs to try to identify kind of the type or types of adaptive play equipment that people might be interested in and then also identifying where to place that equipment Right now, we think it'd probably be in the larger parks, um, the, what we call either the community or regional parks, in each quadrant of the city to get some additional opportunities for people who may need some assistance in terms of using outdoor play equipment, uh, providing them opportunities, additional opportunities to play in the community. Lynn, do citizens get a hold of the Parks Department, or would it be best to go through a city council representative? You know, they, they can certainly contact us, um, okay. and, and we can talk about the process. In this instance, you know, it, it probably was positive that the city council got involved because this is something that we would have had to work into a future budget proposal because essentially the budget was set, and the city council, like I say, was working on some minor kind of tweaks at the end of the process, and the timing just was right that there was the opportunity for this conversation, and... Um, there was obviously support from a majority of the council to look at at adding additional opportunities for uh, families who have have uh, family members with special needs to have outdoor play opportunities. Swimming pools, party in the park, planting trees, and adaptive playground equipment covered a lot today, Lynn. Good to talk we to did. you, Lynn Johnson, joining me, City Parks and Rec Director on Lincoln Live.